Well, if you were here Friday night, if you were here for that special wild and rowdy in here, you guys are like, it feels icy in here compared to what it felt like Friday night. Man, it was, it was a great service. This room was packed. I think we had, uh, we were asked, kept multiple times, asking people, please squeeze in. And uh, just a great night of worship and celebration. We had an invitation time. Man, the, the front of the stage was just full of people just laying stuff down at the feet of Christ and trying to, to uh, follow him uh, more closely. So we were, we were just really excited we had the opportunity to do that. Um, now, I was thinking this, this week, with it being Thanksgiving, you know, there's, there's one thing that normally, if, if someone did this to you any other time of your life, it would be offensive. But there's one thing that gets by on Thanksgiving, and that is if one of your family members gives you the bird. <laughs> no, come on now. See, I, I'm done. I'm, Phil, you preach. <laughs> no, we're not, we got work with me today. I know a lot of people are sick and a lot of people's home and a lot of people's tired, but you got to work with me because otherwise it's going to be a long 30 minutes, folks. <laughs> All right. One of my favorite leadership experts is a guy by the name of John Maxwell. A lot of you maybe have heard of him, written a lot of great books. The thing I love about John Maxwell is he's so practical. Uh, he's an encourager, he's funny. But there's not a lot of stuff that, that he says that I think, oh man, my mind has just been blown. It's a lot of stuff that you already kind of know, but just hearing it and he, hearing it reinforced uh, really, really does something. It kind of makes sense. And I read something that, that uh, he wrote this past week. He said that gratitude is the least expressed but most important virtue in a person's life. I thought that was really true. That the way that we show whether we're grateful, it's, it's true in life and in leadership. I know a lot of people who say, well, I'm, I'm thankful. I am thankful. You know, I, I feel gratitude in my heart. And that may be wonderful, but let me tell you, no one else feels gratitude in your heart. Gratitude is, is no good until it's expressed. You know, if we just kind of keep it all bottled up, it's not doing any good. I want us to look at a challenging passage of Scripture today. and I'm going to share with you my struggles as I have approached this verse, because I have struggled with it. Uh, but as I've prayed about it and dug in deeper, I have found a richness in it that I'm really excited to share with you today. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you're going to follow along, if you're looking it up on your Bible app or something like that, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 12. It'll be on the screen behind me. But this is what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, and take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now that's a great scripture, but I have struggled with, uh, with a lot of it, particularly that last verse. Be thankful in all circumstances because this is God's will for you. 
those of you who belong to Christ Jesus. How can I be thankful in all circumstances? Surely that does not mean that I am called, that it is God's will for me to be thankful when my mother has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's or my friend has tried to commit suicide or my, you know, I show up to work and I've been given a, a pink slip. Surely I'm not called to be thankful when my, when my kids are sick or my life is hard or uh, you know, I'm facing disappointment, discouragement, depression. How am I supposed to be thankful? How, how can it be God's will for me to be thankful in all of those circumstances? Because the truth is, and here, here is the truth, when times are good, when life is good, when everything, you know, when it's summertime and it's not 18 stupid degrees outside or whatever it is this morning, then life is good. And, it, and if I'm on the beach and my legs are spread out and my, my pasty white legs are getting a little tan and I got a fruity drink in my hand and, and, and money in the bank and everything's, you know, everybody's healthy and happy, then it, it's a little bit easier to be thankful and I count my blessings, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for those things. But what about in the hard moments when the future is uncertain? How do we... How do we be thankful? There's a few things I think that are really important, but one of the keys that I want to point out this morning is actually in the verse before this. In verse 17, just three little words, never stop praying. Never stop when I'm hurting or anxious. I tell you, when I feel guilty or I'm feeling maybe a little bit of shame or whatever, I find it really difficult for me to pray. In those moments when, when life is kind of beating me up. It's hard. It's hard for me to pray. There are moments that I feel like uh, God probably doesn't want to hear from me anyway. Do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel like, you know, maybe, maybe God doesn't even want me to talk to him right now. He's kind of turned his back a little bit to me. And yet, and yet his word tells me, never stop. Don't stop praying. You just continue on, even when you feel like garbage, even when you feel like life is disappointing, even when you feel like your prayers are just, you know, hitting the wall and falling to the floor. Never stop praying. Philippians 4 tells us, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, and here's the precursor to this, with, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I have to be honest, there are moments... That uh, this is really this is really difficult for me, really difficult. Uh, but I, I'm learning, and and I'm I'm still growing in those in those hard times when I when I come before God and I just I just try to begin by thanking Him. There there are moments in in my life, and I'm sure in yours too, where you're faced with a a really difficult situation, and maybe it's somebody is sick or dying or. Or you're sick, or you, you, know, you, you don't know which, do I go right, do I go left, what do I do? And I need God to intervene. I'm asking God to intervene. And how do you start a prayer like that? I've been trying uh, to start my prayers by just taking the time to thank God. And so I'll, I'll say, I, and, and there are moments that I'll, I'll go back as far as I can and say, you know, God, I'm, I just, I just want to thank you for the church I grew up in, you know, it wasn't perfect, but uh, the people there that, that loved me and taught me about Jesus, and I'm, I'm thankful for, the, for those people, I'll say them by name. I'm thankful for my youth minister that I had when I was a student, that when I wanted nothing to do with God and I was running as far as I could in the opposite direction, I'm thankful that that 
that that guy showed up at the right time and he cared for me and he, he didn't run away from me and he didn't make me feel guilty. He just, he just cared for me. And God, I thank you for, for uh, the professors that I had in Bible college that pointed me to Jesus over and over again. They were faithful examples of what it looks like to, to follow even when, it's, even when it's difficult to continue to press in. I'm thankful for my wife. She is such an encourager and, and she, she keeps our, our home is, is such a place of peace and I can rest and she, she's faithful to me and I'm thankful for my children and I'm thankful that they're obedient and they honor me as their father and I'm grateful that they, they're such a, a, a joy to me and they bring such a joy into my life and I'm thankful for Fairdale Christian Church and I love the people who are there and the, the ways that they encourage one another and encourage me and I'm thankful for what I get to do and I'm grateful Lord for this community even though with all the scars and issues that we have and that we face as a society I'm thankful that that I get to live in this place. I'm thankful for a country that I get to, that I'm free and, and that I can worship freely and, and that I can, I can make decisions for myself and my family. And I, I just keep, Lord, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful for, for you and for loving me and your grace and how you've forgiven all of my sins and everything that I've done in the moments that I have run as far in the opposite direction from you as I could possibly run. I'm thankful that you were right there and that you never left me and you met me in those moments. And and I start saying all these things, and I get to the point where I'm ready to ask God what I wanted to ask him. I think, Lord, you have spoiled me. And I have no right to come before you and ask you for anything else. But Lord, I, with thanksgiving, I want to present a request to you. Please move in my life. Please answer my prayer. Please hear my prayer. And I tell you, when I come up from a prayer like that, I have a whole lot more peace. I have a whole lot more confidence that God has got me. And we, walk, we walk through a lot of hard things in life. It feels like God is distant. He's not. He's not distant. Sometimes if we are, we're emotional beings. We're emotional creatures. We feel things. God has given us the ability to feel things. And sometimes that's wonderful. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's difficult. But often I think we, we feel, we, we've, our, our minds tell us that God is not with us, that God does not care for us, that God is not, you know, he's not going to work things out for us because I don't feel anything can't allow ourselves to be driven by that. We can't allow ourselves to be driven by those emotions because they're so fleeting. The most difficult part in finding the strength to give thanks in all circumstances. That's what verse 17 says. I want to, or I want to look at verse 18 again. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. I've got an issue right there. Why does it have to say all? Be thankful in all of your circumstances for this is God's will for you those of you who believe, belong to Christ Jesus how do we do that now I think that sometimes sometimes we have to confront the reality of our situation there are moments that we have to face the worst and we have to trust that God will strengthen us to endure for whatever lies ahead of us you know when I talk about being driven by emotion uh, that's one of the problems with that is 
one of the things that we do, and maybe it's a coping mechanism or, or whatever it is, is we will try to tell ourselves, you know, a lot of us are worriers, you know, and 90% of the things we worry about never have a chance of coming to fruition, but we worry anyway. And then others of us, the coping mechanism is, is if we are faced with something that might be, you know, maybe we've gone to the doctor and they've said, I don't like these numbers, we're going to have to we're going to have to, uh, you know, we're going to have to do some tests. And we just kind of, well, no, no, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to put that out of my mind and think about rainbows and sunshine and whatever. And I, I don't think that's doing ourselves any favors. I think we have to confront the reality of, and face the worst of what may be because we know that God will strengthen us to endure whatever lies ahead. I've heard uh, Bob Russell, who's the former pastor at Southeast Christian Church, great guy, one of the best preachers I've ever heard. A couple of years ago, his grandson, Charlie, uh, had a serious, severe case of COVID-19. He was a young guy, uh, hadn't been married very long. They're expecting their first child. And uh, just, you know, attacked him in such a way that uh, he had to be hospitalized and then intubated. And uh, it was really, really serious for months. It was very much touch and go and what's going to happen and not looking well. And, uh, and Bob tells a story. He says, you know, one day his son, Rusty, who was Charlie's dad, called him, called Bob and said, the doctors don't like what they see. They're saying that without divine intervention, we're not sure that he's going to make it. He said, i, I, I got to be honest, Dad. I'm really worried. I feel so anxious about this. I'm not sure what to do. And Bob said to him, he said, we got to face reality here. Charlie may die. God doesn't always answer our prayers exactly the way that we want him to. And if Charlie dies, we will know that he is in heaven and we will be reunited with him. And others have gone through this. And if we go through this, we're going to go through this. And God's going to be with us. And we are going to try to use this as a positive witness for Christ, whatever happens. And he said, you know, we, we talked about that. And he said, you would think that sounds doom and gloom. But honestly, we both felt better after that. And thankfully, Charlie survived and almost uh, is back to normal, but that's the thing about giving thanks in all circumstances. This is probably, as followers of Jesus, the most difficult thing you or I are ever going to do. Is find a way to be thankful in all of our circumstances. It's about having faith. And here's what I know. Faith is not confidence that God is going to do exactly as I ask. But faith is confidence that God will do what is best for us in the end. That is really what our faith is. I, uh, I, I love uh, the story of Corey Ten Boom. I think she's probably one of the more inspirational people that has lived in the last couple of hundred years. If you know anything about her story, she was a young girl. She and her family, they, were, uh, they lived during the time of the, uh, the Holocaust and uh, her and her family were arrested, put in concentration camps for taking in and housing Jews and protecting them from the Nazis. They were found out, and uh, so the Nazis came in and arrested them. And <clears throat> she tells a story. I mean, so if anybody knew, I mean, you're talking the worst, the worst kind of circumstances you or I could imagine. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know that any of us have been through anything that would even come close to comparing uh, to the things that she's seen, heard, smelled, experienced. She talks about the, the sounds of hell. She, she and her sister Betsy were put in this barracks, and she said every day we would hear this, 
the screaming and the crying of people and the sounds of, of, of beatings and just horrible, horrible things that were taking place. And she and her sister Betsy, faithful followers of Jesus, they had the opportunity in their, in their barracks. They were, um, some of the other prisoners were coming in and they were having a little Bible study. And so she was able to teach these, these people about Jesus and they were finding hope and in the, in the midst of these horrendous circumstances, they were finding hope in Jesus. And, it, and this curious thing happened. They were, because you're thinking, you know, in a situation like that, the Nazis would come in and break all that up. But they were left alone. No one ever bothered them. Because they had a real problem. There was a nuisance that they were dealing with in their barracks. It was a flea infestation. This is obviously not very, uh, not very comfortable for Corey and her sister Betsy. But Corey uh, was talking to her, Betsy, to her sister Betsy. She said, you know, God has told us that we have to be thankful in all circumstances. So we have to be thankful for the fact that we're here. Whatever's happening, we know that God will use this for a purpose. He's, he's doing something in us, through us. She said, we have to be, Betsy, we need to be thankful for the fleas. And Betsy said, no, now you've gone too far. There's no way I'm going to be thankful for these fleas. There's nothing good about the fleas. And she says, I, I know, I know, but God has told us this is his will for us, is to be thankful in all circumstances. So we've got to be thankful for the fleas. Well, interesting story. The reason that the supervisors, no one, no one ever came in and disturbed them or broke anything up was because of the flea infestation. They were left alone. And they were able to have this, this Bible study, and many people were... They gave their lives to Christ as a result because of the fleas. I think about that. And let me just tell you my issue with it. I hear that story. I think that's a great story. And I know that's her story. And hearing her, you know, reading, reading about her telling it with such joy and with such hope. And look at what God did through the fleas. And, I, and, I, and I, there's this little cynical part of me that I hear that through the or see that through the lens of someone who's hurt, someone who's jaded. Maybe life has been difficult. We're, we're not interested in what God has to say for me. And I, and I, and I hear a story like that, and I, and I can't help but think, really, God, is that the best that we can do? Fleas? That's the blessing. That's the thing to be thankful for, is the Fleas? And I think about that story a little bit deeper. Here's, here's what kind of came to my, my mind this week. Is, you know, that story, Corey Timboon, that's not, that's not a Bible story. It's her story. And I think it says a whole lot more about her posture and her attitude and her heart. She found a blessing. She found a way to be thankful, even in that circumstance. I was talking to a, one of our church members just before service about this a little bit. He said, you know, that's what, something that I think about often is the gift of desperation. A lot of people that we, we don't want, wouldn't understand that at all, we think, no, I don't want to be in a position where I feel desperate. I don't want to be in a position where I feel that, you know, things are out of my hands and out of control. But yet when you've, when you've been there, when you find yourself in the bottom of a pit in life, you think, man, I, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where to turn. When you've come to that hopeless moment, those of us that have been there, we understand what that means, the gift of desperation. When, 
Jesus meets us right there in a way that I cannot fully understand or explain to you in this paradox of how God works. Sometimes the worst thing that can happen to us in this life can also be the best thing that's ever happened to us in this life. And God has promised. He says, I have the ability and I am making all things work together for good for those who love me and have been called according to my purpose. And the Bible tells us to give thanks in all circumstances because this is God's will for you. It may feel like God is the kid on the anthill with the magnifying glass and you're the ant. And he's saying, now enjoy this. I know you're going through hard things, but you need to enjoy this. But we know that that's not true. So what is, what is the perspective here? Jesus said these words. John 16, verse 33 says, I have told you all of this. All of my teaching, all of my words, all of my instructions, I've told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Just a fact of life. The world is hopelessly broken. We're not home yet. This is not, this is not our home. We are passing through in this world, in this life. You're going to have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. What's he doing? He's confronting the truth there. He's saying, I, I'm, just, I'm not trying to give you the bad news. I'm giving you the, the honest tr- truth. In this life, you're going to have moments of struggle. There are going to be tough moments. Some will be tougher than others. And here we are sitting right now, today, and many of us, were wringing our hands, and we're wondering what's going to happen next. Are we headed for World War III? Is there going to be a nuclear war that's going to break out? What's taking place around us? We've never seen anything like this, many of us, in our lifetimes. What's happening to our economy? Are, are, we, going to, are, are we going to be okay? Is the stock market going to rebound? Am I going to lose my, my, my home? Am I going to lose my life savings? Is, is, you know, are, are we as a country going to be okay? Look at the political landscape. I've never seen anything like this. People, we can't even have honest adult discussions anymore without name calling and getting so nasty it seems like everybody is so so polarized what are we going to do what about inflation my grocery bill has doubled are we headed into a nasty recession what about my grandkids they're they have no interest in following christ their lives are torn up in a mess and destroyed What about relationships? It seemed like people used to make an effort. Now we just go to the courthouse, we get divorces left and right, and we rip up our kids' lives, and we don't seem to care because we're all self-focused. It's all about me and what I want in this moment. What about all the things, that the the discussions we're having as a society? And How is it possible that we have swung, you know, if the pendulum swings, how is it possible we've swung so far from what God has said is good and we celebrate evil. How is this possible? What happens? How are we ever going to get through this? Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. There will be trials. There will be sorrow. But take heart. He says, be encouraged. Know this. He says, you're, fo- you're my follower. You need to know this. I have overcome the world. It's about King Jesus. It's not about the President of the United States. It's not about the Congress. It's not about what's happening somewhere in the world that we're worried about. At the end of it all, it's about King 
Jesus. And he says, I have overcome this world. What he's doing, he's trying to get us to lift our heads. He says, don't look at this life. Don't be so consumed with this life. There is a life to come. There's so much ahead of you that you don't understand right now, but you're going to experience it. And I think the key to giving thanks in all circumstances is God wants us to see the bigger picture. We see through a lens that is very cloudy and very limited. Life can be hard and painful, but the best news is that all of the experiences and the lessons that we're learning this side of heaven are preparing us for eternity. I I love the quote. It says, always make your gratitude greater than your success. I think that may have been a John Maxwell quote too. Always make your gratitude greater than your success. Because no matter how well things are going in our lives, and for some of us they are going well, and praise God for that. Praise God that everything is going good. But our goal should always be let our gratitude be bigger than that. There's really only a small percentage of people who are successful over the long haul. Very a small number. Uh, but, but those that are, those who are successful over the long haul, they recognize, they understand that every success comes from the assistance of other people. And they're continually grateful for that support. There, no, no one, no, none of us go out there and live successful lives because we just did it all on our own and we didn't need anybody or anything else. I didn't even need God. I just went out there and made it happen. It, it doesn't exist. But there are people whose success stops at some point. And they are in that position because they've cut themselves off from everyone and everything that, that helped them. They see themselves as the sole source of their achievements. They say, I did this. Look at what I've built. Look at what I, I made happen. I did this. I'm just so talented and wonderful and everybody just loves me. It's all about me, me, me. God's word says that pride comes before the fall. And if you think you're standing firm, watch out. As people lose their gratitude, they become more self-centered and, they, and isolated. They lose their creativity, their ability to succeed. There's something about expressing gratitude that is essential. Not only for you to hear, but for you to give it. For you to express it. Gratitude by, by very, its very nature, it, it eliminates things like isolation. Gratitude eliminates our ego. And it eliminates our arrogance. Henry Ward Beecher said, A proud man is seldom a grateful man. For he never thinks he gets what he deserves. If you say that the more you complain, the less you'll obtain. I love the story of an immigrant shopkeeper. His, his son came to him one day and he said, Dad, I don't understand how you run this store. Uh, it's, it's a mess. He says, you keep your accounts payable in a cigar box. Your accounts receivable are in a desk drawer. All your cash is in the register. He says, you're never going to know what your profits are. Uh, and, and the immigrant shopkeeper father said to him, son, let me tell you something. He said, when I arrived in this land, I, uh, all I owned, the only thing I had to my name was the pants that I was wearing. And now your sister's an art teacher, uh, your brother's a doctor, you're, you are a CPA, your mother and I own a house and a car and, a, and this little store. If you add all that up, and subtract the pants, that's profit. Be thankful. Be grateful. 
You and I have a lot to thank God for today. A lot. We may be wringing our hands. We may be stressed. We may be thinking that the world is falling down around us. But my, my challenge to us today as the people of God, whether life is going in a positive direction or the future seems uncertain, the challenge from God's word is be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you, those of you who belong to Christ Jesus. It's for God's glory and for our good. Why would it be God's will for me to give thanks in all circumstances? I think it's because he knows something about us. He knows what drives us. He knows what brings us joy. He knows what we need. He said, I've been good to you. I've given you everything for your benefit. Scripture tells us that we, we don't have a God who's far away. We have one who's suffered just as we have. And we have a, a father in God that he loves to give good gifts to his children. It's true. And I think the challenge there is don't be the spoiled, entitled child, thinking you're never getting what you really deserve. Change your focus. Change your perspective. Say, God, you have given me everything that I need in this life. You've given me so much that I never, never deserved or earned. None of this came from me. It all came from you. Can we be thankful in all circumstances? Understand that is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. It'll change your life. Let me pray for you. <clears throat> Lord, we are, I just want to take the moment for us to pause and to just stop and to say thank you. Because it is so easy for us to be moving so fast and so frantically. We forget how much you've blessed us. Help us not to, not to forget that today. We want to give you the, the glory that you deserve. Lord, I know that when we're grateful and we show gratitude, you, there's something about that that you use to change us and you, you change other people. Help us to, to not be people who withhold our gratitude, but to find ways to express it, not only to you, but to those around us. We're grateful, Lord, for our families, for our friends, for our community, for our church, that we can know one another, we can worship together, and, and God, that you move among us. I pray that you would use us to help others, many, many others, know the hope that's available through Jesus. And I pray all this in his name. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'll see you next Sunday.